0: Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I'm really looking forward to today's chat. Before I get into introducing our guest, uh, I wanted to quickly chat to you about the importance of consuming protein. I mean, Obviously, everybody that tunes into the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast probably has a pretty good idea um, of how important the macronutrient protein is in our diet. Not only is it going to help us with suppressing appetite between meals, obviously a thermogenic effect um, compared to carbohydrates and fats, essential for recovery and growth of the muscle um, between sessions as well. And and just in general for a healthy lifestyle. But for post-workout, protein is ideal um, for for growth and recovery. You know, I've talked about the importance um, of... I I don't necessarily think nutrient timing throughout the whole day is as important as what most people probably think it is. But for protein, I think it's essential. So as soon as I finish up a workout, um, I usually have a shake kind of within 30 minutes of finishing up my session if I can, particularly if I'm with clients I don't necessarily enjoy um, having a big meal um, or anything like that, but that's where supplements come in handy. Um, I'm very fortunate to be working with EHP Labs now, obviously. So I've been blessed to be provided with you know the best supplements which I was currently using uh, already. Anyway, um, but there can sometimes be a fear attributed to to using protein things like bloat. Um, I know of a lot of clients that kind of complain about getting bloating from protein powders and things like that, and that may be you. You may get that kind of discomfort in your stomach or whatever it may be, but it is essential to get the protein in, so we need some way of getting that in, which we're going to chat about today, and that's now I can introduce, I guest today's guest, Christy. Um, she's a fellow EHP Labs athlete, um, obviously working for the best supplement company in the world. She's battled with these issues um, before, which we can chat about in today's episode, but Without further ado, let's get stuck into today's episode. Christy, welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on.
1: Hello. I'm excited to be here.
0: How good. We're just chatting, obviously, before I hit record about how enjoyable podcasting is and how uh, how fun it is just to just keep it nice and casual uh, in a way though, that the listener can really take a lot away from it, which is what I usually try and do, and I'm assuming you do the same with yours as well. So... Uh, hopefully today the listener takes a bit away from, from our chat, which I'm sure they will. I wanted to kind of kick things off with um, you filling the listener in a little bit with with um, a bit about yourself, how you initially partnered with EHP. Obviously, we've both got that in common. We're fortunate enough to be working with um, such a great company. So, yeah, tell, tell us a bit about yourself um, and your partnership with EHP as well.
1: Oh, well, look, love a good intro about myself Talk myself up. <laughs> so I am an Australian YouTuber. I've been doing YouTube for five years now, so it is yes. my full time job. Um, I've definitely within the past couple of years I've gone down more of the holistic fitness side. Um, it's something that I am extremely passionate about. Within the past year or so, um, yeah. So my channel, my Instagram, my YouTube is kind of going down that side. And my YouTube channel and Instagram, it did actually. Be like it was created because I um, had an eating disorder um, a few years back, and yep. I I accidentally uploaded a video on YouTube, and it was this video just talking about my recovery journey and yep. how like just spreading awareness towards eating disorders. And I was meant to upload it to Facebook for my family and friends. Anyway, it um, <laughs> uploaded to YouTube, and it's got over like one million views now. I think it's like 3 million now. Like it's, yeah, it it did really well. But basically that's where my whole platform has stemmed from. And a lot of my audience are young women who um, are also struggling with eating disorders. So So common. it is, it really is. So my number one focus with my Instagram, my YouTube, my podcast is to not only shed awareness on that, but to give advice and to give a, an area where people can relate. Because talking from experience, you, yep. people are able to feel understood. And when it's any form of mental illness, all people want to do is be heard and to feel like someone understands them because you can feel really lonely yeah. in that headspace. <laughs> and so that is my number one goal with my channel within the past few years. I've definitely, um, like I said, become really passionate about fitness. And through my journey of recovery, I've like developed um, severe irritable bowel syndrome yep. and there was a stage there where it completely took over my life. And I put a lot of energy and effort into really educating myself about what IBS is and mm. how, how to go about it. Anyway. And just, us- just
0: to, Sorry to cut you off. Like, I mean, just, just cause I know there'd be a lot of people listening at the moment that either may have IBS or or may even have it without even knowing, which I think can be the issue a lot of the time. Like how long was it before you even realized that you had IBS and and was like, for someone that's listening now that may think that maybe they have it, what are some things that people can look out for? I'm sure we can touch on this later on, but is there anything that like really stuck out um, which kind of helped you understand that you even had it in the first place?
1: Well, My answer towards this is actually understanding that all IBS is, is a damaged gut. And when you go to a doctor or you go to someone who's going to um, diagnose you with this, that's that you could have little symptoms from stomach aches. You could have little symptoms from inflammation within the bowel and you will get the label of IBS. Mm. So anything to do with bloating, um, feeling like you runny poops, all right or you get you get blocked oh, yeah. up yeah or yeah or just um feeling lethargic after certain meals there's mm-hmm. honestly so many um signs with honestly, IBS yeah. and it's it, it can be hard because um like I said it is it's so it's so vague like you could have a stomach cramp one day and be fine the next but if yeah. you yeah if you find that it's a continuous thing that's when you could look into having like researching about ibs and seeing if you do have the symptoms Mm. um like i said all it really means is a damaged gut and with with having a damaged gut that can be caused by so many things and the number one is actually stress Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it's a killer isn't it i mean for everything fat loss muscle growth general life (laughs)
1: illnesses like it's usually the number one contributor like stress can actually reshape the guts bacteria so what that means is it can like it causes inflammation (laughs) it recomposition with your hormones like it's honestly crazy and i do feel as though a lot of my ibs was stemmed from stress through my eating disorder and obviously um through restriction so Mm -hmm what is really common that you'll find is especially women in the fitness industry struggle with bloating and struggle with their gut issues. And this can come down um, to food limitation, restrictive eating and the stress that we're putting our body under every single day in the Mm. gym. And in saying that though, there is definitely things that you can do to focus on your gut health and reducing stress, which would be the number one for your gut. But like like I said, it just comes down to having an awareness that your gut isn't functioning at its um, best ability and working towards managing it.
0: Mm. And I mean, we'll, we'll touch on this in a little bit, but I, I mentioned in the intro how we will um, specifically talk a little bit today about protein in particular, because I know obviously this or a lot of the audience that listen to the show are heavily into their fitness and for those that are suffering with these issues with their stomach it can be quite frustrating and hard sometimes to find a good product to be able to supplement with for their protein intake to make sure they're getting enough in on a daily basis um which is super important which we'll touch on but yeah so you mentioned obviously youtube now um absolutely loving that providing some really helpful content really relatable which is awesome and that's something that i love about podcasting and youtube in particular is that it is such a great way to relate instead of just having the images that we see quite often on social media from pretty much everyone really which is just a highlight reel on their on their instagram page so i I find podcasting and youtube is such a great way to be able to show that you're Mm. i guess human and, and relate to people in a better way
1: yeah the thing with podcasts and youtube is you actually have to have a personality which is great. (laughs) Like you can't just be a pretty face. You've got to kind of be enjoyable to watch. And with, with these platforms with YouTube and podcasting, people will only come to you if you're serving them, which is great. And it gives you in, it puts you in the mindset of just wanting to help and serve people because I don't know about you, but the only reason why I'll ever watch a video or listen to a podcast is for entertainment or information.
0: Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Right.
1: And that's the thing with these platforms you need to have a sense of personality you know just a pretty face and a, and a photo so yeah. it is good
0: and so so getting into the the world of health and fitness and particularly training and stuff like that how how did your kind of initial relationship with ehp start and obviously um you know the ceo and founder of ehp is he we've had him on the podcast a couple of times and um he's obviously had his issues and struggles over the years which is partly the reason why or mostly the reason why EHP even started so um, you guys will be able to relate I can imagine and and is that how the initial relationship started and and how have you found it so far working with um, with EHP?
1: I've absolutely loved it I've had a lot of opportunities with EHP and because I am in the public eye and my job is to really work with companies I do I'm at a stage now where I cap it I definitely do cap it with um, the companies and the products mm-hmm. that I am super passionate about and that want to build a long-term relationship. And I have worked with some pretty shitty companies in the past. Ah, oh, there is, I've dealt with it. So it is so refreshing mm-hmm. to be working with EHP, not only because I love their products, but they are so family orientated with their team and they Like that I have like point of contacts. I'm in contact with um, my team every single day. And I'm all for that because working from home and being a YouTuber, it can get quite lonely. So to be able to um, have like a business side of things where I am building a relationship with a company is just, it's so good because it's something that I've always looked for. I've worked with many managements. I've worked with um, supplement companies in the past and it's nothing like EHP. So I am really stoked with that side of it. And I actually started with EHP um, maybe a month ago now. And it was, it was actually because I posted an Instagram story um, to, to my followers. And I was just basically saying, that my ibs has come back so i have been like like my um inflammation has been gone for over a year uh-huh. and i've definitely thought that i healed it but through um just stress and life and i'm currently going through a stage where i am in a building phase so i'm eating more food and
0: push, yeah
1: yeah and this is um just basically triggered my ibs yeah. and I put out to my audience saying um, I've just been having a lot of artificial protein and I'm finding the ones that I'm having is actually um, messing with my IBS. Again, it's causing inflammation. I'm getting bloated. Does anyone know any good supplement companies out there with um, whey products that is better for your gut and doesn't irritate it as much Does anyone have an experience with this? And it was crazy how many people, recommended me to ehp and their isopept and the bless protein and um then i even had one of my girlfriends ring me up and say she used to work at just a local supplement store and the only um the only protein that she could consume at that time was isopept from ehp
0: yeah
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, cause I've, I've, uh, I not necessarily have had any gut problems, but obviously I've been doing so many years now being kind of conscious of what I'm putting into my body with in terms of nutrition and macronutrients and stuff and trying different supplements and, and you just start to know what works and what doesn't and what makes you feel good and what makes you feel shit. And, um, and I've never necessarily had that much problem at all with protein powders and how my kind of stomach processes it and body processes it. But since kind of using the isopept in particular, um, I haven't used the blessed one as much. But isopept in particular, not only it is like, because the, the problem I've found previously before working with EHP is that you'll find a product that does, that is really high quality, that does have all the right ingredients in it, but it tastes like shit let's be honest. Yes, uh,
1: whereas this is
0: insane. We, we can obviously, fortunately we can touch on um, some of the new flavors and, and the new updated iso peps soon. But was there any, like before you came to EHP? had there been like any ingredients or anything in particular that you found did help with it? Because for those that are listening that have the issues with the stomach, a lot of people still want to be able to use supplements. A lot of people still want to be able to add things in with their nutrition that are going to help them achieve their goal in the most optimal way. So before you were using isopeptor, is there any any ingredients that are actually in that product that you'd been using that you found helped at all?
1: Not so much um, ingredients that I would have that were helpful. It was more so ingredients that I would avoid. avoid so, yeah. yeah, casein is one of them. Mm, okay. um, that's a huge contributor to yep. digestive problems and bloating. And the thing with EHP is their products don't actually... Um, in it doesn't have that in the ingredients anymore
0: yeah yeah and so how like what what's is the like what's your consumption of iso-pep? so for those that are listening because i mean this and i'm sure you get these questions all the time as well people constantly asking when do you use your protein how much should you use mm. why do you use it blah 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 so how are you kind of using that throughout your day-to-day kind of nutritional intake at the moment
1: well, with, with protein, it's actually easy digestible. So it is something yeah. that I try to um, really prioritize yeah. um, as well because I am building muscle. I function really well off a high-protein diet. I um, have my protein powder once or twice a day. Mm-hmm. In saying that, though, I definitely do have um, on, a, on a rest day, I will have a break. I'll give my digestion a break from whey but every other day I'll have it um, every single morning in my oats or I'll have it in a smoothie. Yeah. Look, I just like, I love the taste of it. If I could, I'd have it all the time.
0: Mm. Are you using anything else like, um, you know, outside of the isopept that you find works well with you, whether it might be glutamine, whether are you using, I don't know if you're using any creatine or anything like that. How have you found those, those supplements?
1: Well, I have heard good things about glutamine, yeah. um especially with your gut lining gut and your and intestines. intestines. Yeah. yeah, but I haven't yet tried it. I still yeah. I definitely do. I use creatine and I use oxy shred.
0: yeah, awesome i I'd recommend giving glutamine a try. I mean it, there's been a lot of studies prove that that it does work, and I, I try and use it on a consistent basis as well, and I never really have any issues with it. but what ah uh, before I kind of move on, I want to touch on a bit of training stuff as well, but in regards to the isopept, I mean, for those that are watching, I've got a tub of uh, the new type here. Which
1: how good's that flavor? The... Oh,
0: fuck! The flavor is I out. Know, of
1: I know, yeah, I know. Literally... Yeah, I is just amazing,
0: and it, t- it mixes so well, and it tastes like ridiculous. Because what I I could never okay. stand using a protein supplement because I usually have my shakes with water, but I could never stand using one when it just tastes like water
1: and gritty. Yeah, but, no, yeah, you want it to taste good.
0: good. Yeah,
1: well. I did just um this morning we were I was making my oats and my stepson, he's ten, he um seen that I had peanut butter cups and he loves peanut butter cups and he was like can I try? And you know he's ten. I was like, Oh, you know, it's protein, not sure if he's gonna like it. So I just mixed it with water. Yeah. He was like, This is great. Can <laughs> you bring it to my footy training the savo? So I'm gonna come with a big tub ready you to get your muscles happening. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And so what you mentioned before, you're in a building phase at the moment. How has that changed for you? Obviously, the increase in food training-wise, have you changed much much up? And I'll have the links to your socials and, and uh, YouTube and everything in the show notes for anyone um, who isn't already kind of following along with your journey. But what's that looking like for you at the moment in regards to training and how have you been finding it? I don't know if you've kind of gone through like a, a big building phase at any other stage before, but even mentally, are you enjoying it?
1: Yeah, I've gone through um, a building phase a few years back. Yeah. I, I I love my building phases, but because I am, there, you know, how there's three different body types. Look, I forget which one mine's called, but I'm the one that just struggles to put on anything Pick when them. it comes down. Yes, I'm one of them. And, oh. like, I've actually, I've been in a surplus for the past two months, and my body has now adapted to my slur- surplus, so... I haven't oh, wow. made any progress. So today I started to bump it up. And I definitely do enjoy my building phases, but because of my body type, it is quite hard. So we do need to really eat a lot yeah. and prioritize our training. So with my body type, yeah, we have to work hard in order to build muscle because it's, our body just loves to lose weight.
0: Shit, yeah. Well, have you, um, you know, f- I think because something that that comes up quite often in regards to eating disorders or even people that kind of just struggle with the restrictive eating side of things. Have you got any advice for those listening, particularly females that have been in that mindset of, you know, barely eating any calories or being super restrictive with food groups? To now, you know, someone like yourself who's in a building phase. I've I've been through the same thing. I mean, that was partly the reason why I even got into the space in the first place. I was I'm an ectomorph. I early days when I was still an athlete overtraining, under-eating like an mm. absolute champion and uh, and did get to the point where I was just fucking, my whole mentality around food was just nuts and it took a long time. Even when I saw the the evidence there of, of what I needed to do, it was still hard to wrap my head around eating more and, and understanding that my body needed it. So have you got any advice for those that are struggling probably mentally with, with making themselves eat enough calories to actually recover and grow and, and help mm. their metabolism?
1: I think it just comes down to, understanding that society has programmed especially women that eating less is healthier and the only reason why they've done that is because the diet industry is money hungry (laughs) and (laughs) it's all marketing exactly and they've they literally make money off women's insecurities and it just really comes down to understanding that your environment plays a huge part. So for example, with my social media platforms, I made sure that I wasn't following anyone who would promote restrictive eating. And I started to actually follow more women who were in a building phase two. So then it felt more normal. I felt more relatable. Yeah. And it became a form of motivation and reassurance. And when you are at the stage of transitioning from eating less, eating more, you start to doubt yourself because all you know is eating less. Too. Yep. So like something that really did help me was to have that um, daily reassurance from um, this platform. So mm-hmm. Instagram, YouTube, and the thing with Instagram is YouTube and why it's so amazing is because you can literally choose what you want to see. So there is definitely a lot of cons, but there's so many pros. And when you start to actually put more effort into um following accounts that are going to serve you and help you at this present moment in time mm. it can honestly do wonders
0: 100% and what what's the response you've you've kind of seen from your audience on YouTube and maybe some common things that that tend to come up or or things that your your viewers really appreciate that you sharing that you think maybe the listeners might be able to get some some value from
1: um probably the number one is women understanding that you can still eat a lot and be fit and healthy and look good. Mm. And that's the thing. Food is our fuel and it works in our favor. And I, th- that we think that you have to eat a, such a restrictive, clean diet in order to look fit, which is not the case. Like I am eating six to seven high, higher calorie meal foods a day and still fit still healthy and this is something that people do want to see because they think that as soon as you start to eat a decent amount of food that you'll just put on 30 kilos but it's definitely not the case
0: not at all what are you uh i mean just as we get towards the end here like what what's your plan with the with the channel is there have you got like a specific goal that you're trying to work towards in regards to the content you want to be putting out or, or or i guess your purpose or the why behind your all your videos and the content you're doing through social media, whether it be, you know, Instagram or Facebook um, or sorry, YouTube and the podcast as well. Cause I know you've got a a great podcast, which I'll link in the show notes as well. So
1: what am I working towards kind of thing?
0: Yeah, I guess like what's, what's the ambition there? Like where, where do you hope that the channel is and pushing towards in the next couple of years and, and I guess the value that the audience gets out of it.
1: Well, I am currently working on um, a few secret projects and we'll be launching something pretty cool soon, but it's secret. So
0: okay, sorry, can't,
1: yeah. <laughs> but I, I um my personal goal is I am wanting to actually get on stage and compete. Okay, cool. And the reason why I'm doing that is not only for myself, but to also learn more to then teach more. Yeah. So something that I'm huge on is teaching, um and sharing my experience and sharing my knowledge and documenting it all. Yeah. And that's definitely going to tie in with a few of my secret projects that I'm working on. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I found, I mean, was between 2014 and 2017 um, I was competing back then and and like I just documented everything that I was doing um, through social media and just kept it kind of as raw as possible. Just literally, like you said, just to show people how it was nothing crazy and I wasn't doing anything absolutely nuts. I wasn't, restricting in too many ways i guess and, and just to show people the whole journey and people get a lot out of that which is awesome
1: mm. um
0: yeah it's fantastic and what what uh before we before we finish up what's what is your favorite flavor of this it's a part it's sure it's this one peanut butter 100
1: percent.
0: but okay wait
1: in in saying that though yeah are we talking about on its own or are we talking about mixed with things because I love my plain Jane vanilla in my oats.
0: In the oats. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It does depend, doesn't it? I mean, you can chuck it in some Greek yogurt and it gets pretty pretty crazy as well.
1: <laughs> Look, I yeah, peanut butter is my go-to though. Like you can't go wrong with peanut butter. Yeah. I also have tried the chocolate and damn that's some good chocolate.
0: Yeah, the chocolate's so nice, isn't
1: it? I've tried some chocolate in my time, yeah. and that's some good chocolate. <laughs>
0: Chrissy, thanks for joining um, the show today. I mean, I've really enjoyed the chat. And I, I reckon a lot of people have taken value away from from our conversation. And I will, like I said, I'll have the links to all of your channels and social media stuff in the show notes for everyone to to jump on board because I reckon there'll be a lot of people that um, have related to, to what you've had to say today. So, yeah, thanks again. Much appreciated. And, um, and yeah, hopefully we can chat again sometime soon.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Pleasure. Guys, everyone who's tuned in to today's show, firstly, go and try Isopept. And secondly, take a screenshot of today's episode for us. Tag us both on your social media, post on your story. We'd love to to hear your feedback and for you to share this episode around. So Christy, thanks again. And to everyone else, thank you so much for tuning in.